0: welcome to that happens the only show that asks the question that's right no other shows out there are brave enough to ask the question but that's where we differ that happens asker of the question we'll be right back with that happens after more from our hosts our hosts it has to leave the program to go somewhere else <laughs> and we'll be back after we return from that uh what's up kevin How, how's it going
1: uh, it's doing pretty good it's going good wow you sound so much better than you sounded earlier <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah just injected some caffeine in me i'm, I'm good now
0: that's good i was i was not worried you know because first of all you can you can do whatever you want so good and second of all you know you're always gold baby you know but uh but uh when you were really low energy i was like oh is that maybe i shouldn't try and talk to him too much if he's going to sound like that on the show it might be sad or something or i don't know you know it's like it might not be what he wants to put out there into the public i don't know you know uh but but hey you know I put it out there anyway you know maybe even more than you did so uh you know piece of shit, whatever uh Jesus Christ so I want to talk do you do you want to talk about you were in LA do you want to talk about that at all today sure. I don't want to talk about that quite yet but very soon okay but you're you are down to talk yes okay so I'll follow your lead there but first We gotta do our 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 you know our now famous starting segment. Uh bitching about Elon Musk or something. I don't know. (laughs) Like it's not clear. Um so so one last week, last week I was so feverish to get to a lot of topics that we actually skipped some important topics. And one of those was didn't we just skip over the whole fucking the rocket exploded? (laughs) Like I don't think we covered that in our, you know, in our otherwise ceaseless coverage of anything that man does uh but so there was there was a rocket launch that was scheduled for 420. okay so we gotta stop and talk about 420 for a little bit because I think that that number may doom this man like I think like <laughs> Listen, there's like a 42069 thing that he did with the Twitter, which is like why he ended up buying Twitter was like something to do with that filing, which he thought was a meme, but was a legal filing. And then he was like, "Oh, we got to launch this rocket on 420," and the people are like, "Probably not. That's not gonna work." And he's like, "It's funny." And and then <laughs> they launched the rocket, and it experienced what, Kevin? What was that called? uh rapid disintegration or unplanned scheduled yeah unscheduled. unplanned or unscheduled rapid disassembly and you know yes. this is everybody's over this this is like two weeks old so jesus christ but uh you know it exploded and uh it it probably it, it damaged a lot of wildlife habitats and stuff in the process it melted a concrete slab someone on twitter uh, was po- <laughs> The Elon Musk is like tweeting, live tweeting about like rocket science, I guess, is one of the things he does on Twitter. And he was posting about like a rocket. And then someone was like, Hey man, a booster that big's gonna melt the concrete like liftoff slab or whatever, and then just like, you know, like think there is just some simp saying, like, you're an idiot or whatever. And then obviously Elon wouldn't have paid attention. But then like when that happened, it's like there's this big hole burnt in the launch pad or whatever, it's all melted. And then the guy's like, I said this like three years <laughs> ago. And uh you know and so i think i'm pretty sure that these flights are now grounded i think like this failure has really jeopardized the future of like the spacex space program i mean i don't think it's dead dead but i think like i think the the money people are like okay we need to really hold the fuck on because you you really love blowing up rockets don't you <laughs> and you would think they love bro- blogger rockets because again when it experienced rapid unscheduled disassembly, that was considered a success everyone was so happy with what a success it was but uh you know, I don't know it wasn't everyone said it was but it wasn't because I mean,
1: uh, I, the, the, yeah go ahead I, I, I don't want to defend him, but I don't think they planned for th- like the thing to launch and and hit space like they they knew it was gonna blow up blow up they just didn't know when <laughs> or- ha no 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 kevin disagree okay Ha-ha, the
0: audience uh <laughs> so the, the the mission because it was a mission had a planned schedule now it would be true to say that you wouldn't have to uh, accomplish all your line items for it to be a somewhat successful experience but the craft was supposed to leave the earth's atm- atmosphere it was supposed to fly Outside around the globe, or like hang out while the globe is spinning, or some shit. One of the two, it's supposed to circumnavigate the blo- globe from space, and then it was supposed to turn around and come back into space, land in the Indian op- Ocean unexploded. Because the last step of the mission was to retrieve the booster rocket and refurbish it. That was the mission. And so, again, you don't have to necessarily uh, achieve every objective uh to complete a mission don't get me wrong but if uh, if Kevin Kevin you have to run some errands you know you got to run some errands you go out to your car you get into your car <laughs> you pull out of the driveway you pull onto the street and your car explodes it just explodes miraculously you're unharmed did you do your errands no did you complete your errands no no, no you didn't I'll tell you this you learned a lot of valuable information <laughs> because i bet your ass you did not expect your car to explode the second you put it in the street so yeah lots of valuable information we could be you know that might have been a thermonuclear miracle that we witnessed that we can now explore you know but that all that valuable information doesn't 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 make it successful you know uh but and again i think like the fact that they're like grounding a bunch of these the 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 the, the flights and like changing like plans kind of indicates that not a success but if it was prone you know if that method keeps doing that then maybe it is a good move to do that and to switch to a different strategy right I mean if this keeps doesn't not working but I don't know if I just I don't know you you like I, I here's here's think I I'm gonna get it, everyone mad at me but space is kind of stupid to me it's not stupid but it's not valuable for anything other than like symbolic reasons, I think all of humanity on Earth, world governments should combine and we should together go into space as one unified nation for science and for little more than science, you know um I, I would extend that maybe to Mars, but mostly to the moon. I think there's a lot of value in that. Sending probes, whatever the fuck. But I don't like any of this business stuff. Like Elon must go into Mars. Like I just don't like. It's way like space is defined by its logistical challenges. You can't live there. You can't breathe there. You can't transmit sound. You can't. You know. It's like everything that we take for granted about existence on Earth is not the case in in space. It's impossible. It's impossible to live in space. So it's like people are like, "Hey, we should live in space." It's like. Well, you have to have a really good reason and they don't have a really good reason and they're spending so much money and resources and causing global warming to do it it's like i don't know it's like if someone uh decided to listen to their music in their car instead of a stereo and then they pipe the exhaust into your bedroom or something you know it's like sure i get why someone wants to listen to their music and the audio fidelity of the car speakers sure but i don't think it's worth the trade-off in this configuration you know um but people are people are like no we got to do space and I, I agree i just don't think i think it's got to be all it's got to be mankind because it's about the symbolic victories that create ballpoint pens and velcro and stuff you know and none of I, I think that all comes regardless of you know machinations what's the other thing that happened on twitter uh didn't something else crazy happen that was another thing that i skipped over oh. i'm not sure Yeah, okay, look did i text you something crazy? i don't think so well you did actually you tested me about the the the, the emerald mine thing right
1: oh no I think we talked about in the last show yeah whatever Uh, oh his his alt account that got discovered
0: yeah he has this really (laughs) weird alt account it's just again again when we talk about the stupidity of this man talk about a man who's just live tweeting his secret alt accounts where he's being perverse like just don't uh, just don't just don't so easy you know they're thinking out. he's not paying any of his bills he doesn't pay like most of his legal team like if a bunch of people wanted to coordinate like a large frivolous lawsuit offensive against Twitter just to fuck it up now would definitely be the time but uh whatever um okay so all right so so you were in LA do you want to talk about any of that sure what so 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 You went you went with your family to Disneyland and you invited a bunch of your friends. Yes, yourself included. Right, including me. Why'd you invite
1: a bunch of friends? Um, we just we weren't gonna be there for for very long and kind of wanted to everybody wanted to see everybody too. Mm -hmm. And you know, we had a four-year-old with us so you know we needed to find something that would keep her entertained rather than us just sitting at a restaurant talking or something so i was like hey yeah let's all go to disneyland and surprisingly i think everybody said yes yeah oh so that's the you expected okay yeah
0: surely you expected me to decline right you must have. i kind of did I and i'm did. very
1: happy you, you said yes
0: oh sure sure yeah play it up um oh, oh so another thing we should say is that I, I here's an announcement this is an important announcement we should have we should have also gave a warning at the beginning of the show about this announcement the bad discord is now being renamed to the other discord <laughs> it is simply the other one now it might become bad again who's to say but uh, right not right now have okay they so, redeem
1: themselves what, what what prompted this
0: it's it's I think you know you can't you can't keep punishing people for everything you know it's like if they reoffend you know I'll, I'll i'll reassess but it's like i don't know they haven't pissed me off in a long time i don't think you know mostly because i'm not paying attention but you know that's not you can't discount that that's not that's not fair you know <laughs> I don't know anyway so so he had a lot of problems with the, the, the freaking disneyland it was a nightmare and then i felt like I, when i showed up i was like this is my fault and i'm making everything worse and i know i wasn't but no, it's just you like, weren't. everything just like my my whole thing there is i was just like this is just such a logistical challenge we all get there and like you know Ke- kevin's with 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 his family with his lovely family and you know we're here all these adults on on you know drugs or whatever you know and um so we get into the park which takes forever because of all these difficulties and the first thing that happens is we're going to like try and meet up with your family right and then abed is like we got to get a hot dog q waiting an hour for a hot dog the first it's like that's you know ugh, we finally got through all these troubles it's time to finally unleash the bounty of disneyland let it pour down upon our heads and then it's like no we got to stand the the line of the first corn dog stand anybody sees because avid wants a hot dog and then and then that basically kept playing out it was this or that but basically another one hour had to be waited for everything and then you know um we eventually got going on the rides and when i say we i mean you guys because i discovered something about myself on this trip which is not fully discovered I guess but I'm fucked up I guess is the discovery because when we got to the rides and we're going on the rides, and these were not the Matterhorn this was not Splash Mountain this was not even uh the Pirates of the Caribbean which is maybe like the, the kind of upper limit on like what i like about scary rides, you know calling uh pirates of this being a scary ride in, in itself i mean come on um but i don't like roller coasters and so but but beyond that going on uh you know the haunted house ride you know the haunted mansion like i just i was like uh, you guys go on ahead i'll wait outside the the thing people do is you know not do the attractions at disneyland everybody goes to disneyland to refuse to enter the attractions that's that's what you're there for so you know and then you guys were having you know presumably a fun time and waiting in line in the interior lines and going through and out there i'm just i'm just in my own head being like what the fuck is wrong with you what is happening right now what is going on and i'm like i'm like half remembering weird past memories because a lot of views of disneyland i'm seeing are familiar but i don't have like real memories of disneyland you know so i'm like i wonder if that's connected like is there some weird trauma or past nostalgia thing kind of like hooked into all this it was just so like (laughs) So, well, Kevin was stressing out and trying to keep everybody you know on on happy and helping out. Not not that you were stressed, but you know you weren't like leading the charge and blasting through slides and stuff, you know, like like people were going on rides, and you were there and and, and helping facilitate you were the dad, you know, um and then, but so everyone's having fun, and then I'm just like out here like <laughs> interrogating my life and trying to like figure out like, I don't know, I can't induce any past regression, but I'm like, what? What has happened to me? What is wrong with me? And uh, it was just very interesting. And it's also interesting to be the only person at Disneyland like this (laughs) because... You'll notice at Disneyland that no one is doing that. People are having all sorts of problems and crises and moments and wreathers, but it's all, it's not the same because everybody at Disneyland is deeply involved in their own business. You know, like you have a family to entertain, you have a kid having a tantrum, someone's about their shit, their pants, you know, someone's about to uh, pet a, a dog that looks strange. I don't know, you know, whatever. You know, like, like there's everybody's so. In deal and then also usually a lot of money's writing it, a lot of emotions are writing that. You can't have a, a, a bad day at Disneyland, you know. So it's like you can feel all this like pressure from everybody, and it's all focused inward on their units. Like none of it is focused on like seeing what other groups of people are doing. I'm the only one that's doing that. Me and like, I guess employees at Disneyland, you know, are the only people that are like outwardly focused, you know, not like in our own group. And that was really weird too. Just seeing like, very strange you know like disneyland is a very strange place because it's so heightened you know the groups of people are inherently even like a group of normal people it's like just watching them be in disneyland is weird and so it was just like it was this insane psychic mind like i wasn't on mushrooms but i feel like i might have had a more spiritual experience than anyone who was
1: you know i don't know well what was it like on your end i mean it's, it's a lot of pressure to make sure everything goes smoothly and we didn't yeah. really plan out there's like we had 10 people all trying to do different things at once. And unfortunately, well,
0: and I feel, I felt bad because I was like, well, let's focus on letting the kids have fun. And then once they're settled, you guys are adults. You can go do whatever you want. Like you don't have to like be dragging this family of children <laughs> into your activity. That was always my thing. And, but and it was really complicated to your point. I think Disneyland is getting harder and more complicated to use without, planning like i think with the apps and stuff like i think it's harder to just kind of like bullshit your way through not impossible certainly and i wouldn't even say necessarily difficult but definitely more difficult i'm sorry i cut you off did you have more to say
1: no just you're absolutely right like you know the the wait times have gone up astronomically unless you're using the disney genie thing which is like their fast pass thing now right and that's complicated because it was all tied to my phone and so like you know some of the rides I didn't intend on going on either but because I had to go through the line to stand my phone by by the time you're there you're you, there's no going back you know you're you've already gone through 90% of the line
0: yeah, I think that the, I get the the system, but I think there should be physical fast passes too. Like I get it's like everybody has a phone or something, but the physical fast pass system just works really well. I mean, maybe you can't do both, but I'm sure Disney can find a way. Well,
1: I think it. you can get these like wristbands that have like yeah, you know, tap to to work thing. Yeah, um, we just didn't think about that.
0: Um, that's again it's this planning thing it's just it's very complicated i don't feel like it was complicated in the past to go to disneyland which is not anyone's fault and i'm not even complaining about it. it's just interesting it's all very interesting because i've only been to disneyland consciously like three times and then when i was a kid back with memories i can't remember we went maybe two or three other times but i I totally can't remember at all
1: yeah it's just it's gotten progressively more crowded over the years yeah so it means that yeah you're absolutely right you can't just wander around and hop in a line and go you have to really meticulously plan out what you're going to do if you want to do anything and yeah you know rides break and that messes up your whole plan then and you know yeah i'm not trying to
0: complain or anything because it's not like I, i i had a good time and i'm not like oh man i wish this was better it was just again it was it was interesting being back at disneyland and it was more interesting uh you know i don't know if you guys know this but i don't really see therapists very much it's not that i'm against therapy but i don't have a lot of money right now i don't and it's just hard for me to spend money on things uh that are good uh, i can spend money on things that are bad no problem um but so I, I like to play my own therapist which is not recommended or whatever but since i do that anyway it was like a gold mine for me as my own therapist <laughs> i was like this is very interesting <laughs> you know and i don't i don't know what to do with it because i'm not a therapist but. It's really. It would be really significant, I'm sure. Um,
1: okay, any any last Disneyland thoughts? No, it it was it was really interesting seeing all of you because we went with, with you, Abed, Cali, um, and Aaron Pierce and, and her husband Savan. Mm-hmm. And it was just so interesting watching. You know, I'm the one that lives in Chicago. I'm not in LA, so I don't really get to see you guys that often face to face. And it was just very fun watching the experience of being at Disneyland through the eyes of each of these people. Sure. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and our four-year-old had the best time because, you know, she, she truly believes that Callie is a Disney princess. So from, mm-hmm. from her perspective, she got to go walk around through Disney with a princess with her the entire time. And then she yeah. somehow decided that Aaron Pierce was a witch. So she had a princess and a witch escorting her around Disney. So she had a blast
0: hmm. And I was wearing a big hat. So, you know, that might be something too, if you think about it, you know? Yes. Well, there you go. Well, that was fun. Walk down memory lane or Mary. Does Disneyland have a st- like Main Street? Is that, that sounds like a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, that sucked. Whatever I just said sucks shit. Um, I've been telling people to email us. I don't think anyone emailed us. Oh, wait, no, someone emailed us today at 4.05 PM. No, maybe not today. Maybe the last time I refreshed this webpage, which could have been weeks ago, but it's time to read emails, uh, Kevin. All right. Hey, the theme. Uh, I don't think I have a theme. We don't have a theme for that. that. We don't have a <laughs> What I do is I, I like to hang people out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, here we go, here we go. <laughs> okay. It's the email time. Get the emails here. Get the email time. Like your Paul Revere can do, can do. Can we read the emails? Yes. All right. Kill the music. All right. So that was the theme song, and that was actually made by Gastonot, Corey Geiger. Uh, I think that was him doing the lyrics as well. So thanks so much, Gastonot, to that theme song. <laughs> that was great. Um, so so it's time to read an email. This one comes from Joe Panza. Joe Ponza writes, no notes. D&D equals good. Chap GPT equals good. Hyperdepresso rants equals good. My do equals good. Could they be combined into Unfathomable Super Segment? Uh, So, okay. So do you want to maybe just like throw that in the AI and let it cook? Is your AI functional right now? Yeah. Can you paste that to me somehow? And I will. Yeah. All right. But but, but the idea is, I'll paste it, but the idea is D&D... Chat GPT, hyper-depressive rants, and Mountain Dew are the elements that we're trying to combine. Okay, And that's my translating because there's a couple uh, typos that look like cell phone kind of autocorrect typos. So that's no one's fault. Um, but thanks, Joe. I appreciate the email. Um, and let's see what can be created with AI. Um, now let's turn to AJ who writes, hey, Spencer, I'm normal, quite reticent to communicate with, well, almost anyone, but especially people who create the media I enjoy. Just tend to assume they'll never see it or seeing it will displease them in some way hey aj that's how you should think all of you guys you guys should be feeling like this guy (laughs) you should be a lot more reticent to uh you know say things that could potentially displease me (laughs) but not aj he's doing great um since you said you were going to read listener emails so hard i just thought i'd have to get in a hot action i enjoy your podcast because like your opinions and the way you express yourself and i've come very much to enjoy your on-air relationship with kevin as he's grown more comfortable being in the spotlight i feel i can relate to you in many ways such as enjoying driving as a way to get out and spend time alone in a comfortable box anyway have you seen this turtle video of a turtle humping a crock great stuff so i don't want to watch this right now just because i don't want to like pop up a whole thing but I have seen that video. But I thought when I was looking at the thundale that the video was of a different turtle, which is on TikTok. There's this racist turtle on TikTok, Kevin. And he attacks black shoes and he doesn't attack white shoes because he's racist. Uh but Kevin, it looks like just pulled up some uh, AI shit. I'm I'm working on it. Hold on here. All right. Kevin is working with on some AI shit. Kevin's this crazy tech man. Like it's I don't know. I always wanted to be a tech wizard what if it turns out that kevin's me from the future somehow like not like the near future like a future timeline where like a bunch of things have changed and it doesn't make sense anyway andrew wild writes hey dm daddies i don't give a fuck i love you thanks adam no andrew jesus christ The least i can do after saying you love me is get your name right but hey you know i'm a bad person TB writes a humble suggestion for every episode. Jeff isn't on his face in the logo is visibly diminished by 1%. But if he makes an appearance in an episode, his, pace is, his face is retorted to hundred <laughs> percent, did I read that clearly? <laughs> Does that make sense? So, so Jeff should get smaller every time. He's not on an episode, but he goes back to full size. If he shows up, <laughs> on an episode. I think that's a really good idea. The way that, um. I uh, I like podcast like cover artworks. Is it doesn't update as fast as it should? Is my understanding. So I don't think that would actually look right. But that's an awesome idea. Use the phrase "gobbing flakes" to get ten uh, percent off this message. Tim in Kansas. All right. Well, thanks, Tim. Um. All right. Well, we can leave. We can leave some more emails. See. See. Uh. Yeah, Brian. Brian actually emailed me a different day. Um. But or er, did he Jesus Christ I gotta this sucks everything I'm doing sucks I can't believe I'm on air right now okay uh what's up Kevin how you doing I'm trying to collect myself I am currently having a crisis <laughs> how's it going
1: I uh, still do it okay I'm, I'm pasting you what the AI oh, just nice.
0: came up with here that's fortuitous
1: <laughs> so, do you, do you want to read this
0: yeah I'll just read it okay we recently received an interesting email from one of our listeners who suggested we combine some of their favorite things into a new segment. This list includes D&D, ChatGPT, hyperdepresso rants, and Mountain Dew. Together, we put our heads together. Oh no, I read that wrong. We put our heads together and come up with a fun and exciting segment for the show, introducing "Dew and Dungeon Rant Ventures with ChatGPT." And people say AI is fake. You can't fake that. In this new segment, our heroes Spencer, Jeff, and Kevin oof Uh, you know you got to work out some bugs uh, we will embark on a special dnd adventure fueled by the energizing power of mountain dew but there's a twist chat gpt our ai companion will join it as a special character offering hyper depressive <laughs> rants <laughs> and unexpected insights during the game so we've talked before on ai's ability to really positively position itself whenever it gets the opportunity and it seems really confident in its ability to offer hyper depresso rants and unexpected insights. Some of my signature talents, you know, like maybe throw that role to me and you can like, you know, just be there. Like, I think people are happy to have you. You don't also have to be doing my bit like come on anyway okay back to the here's how it'll work special will create a dnd scenario with a role for chat gpt possibly as an enigmatic oracle or quirky sidekick as our heroes encounter various challenges they'll take a sip of mountain dew <laughs> a temporary bonus of creativity and focus when they need advice or inspiration they'll turn to chat gpt who will provide its signature hyper depressive <laughs> Okay, so Kevin, can you get the AI cooking on a hypodepresso rant? Can you like say like, can, we need an example of your signature hype, you know, like, whatever, like, like, I like, it's obviously really confident in its ability to do this. So I'd like it for it to, to have an example um of of what it's doing if it really thinks it can outrant me um which could either help or hilariously hinder the party the game will continue with chat GPT chiming in and our heroes enjoying their Mountain Dew field adventure we hope this new segment will bring together the best of our listeners favorite elements and add even more fun and spontaneity to the show stay tuned for the very first episode of a two and dragon rant ventures <laughs> chat GPT <laughs> this is the best podcast in the world I don't care who you are we're the fucking, this is a this is you can't get this anywhere else and you wouldn't want to And you don't now you know (laughs) but (laughs) it's the best anyway this would be really really good i think i wish the mountain dew had a you know more prominent feature in the segment you know like sometimes when i'm talking to chat gpt i'll go uh you know like hey some of this output sucked i liked it but this and that sucked can you fix that and it'll be like sure and usually it'll do a better job so if I was doing that I was like I would be like I I think the kind of do aspect of this is half baked but this is a great segment like seems like a little bit of work maybe we should write this down for a future episode cuz this seems like a cool idea but it seems like too much work you know <laughs> but I want to do it um okay so uh it, we printed up are these three three separate hyperdepresso rants yes <laughs> I like how <laughs> how 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 much it believes in the conceit of hyperdepresso? it's like it's really running with the language ah the eternal struggle of the common house plant day after day basking in the sun's rays knowing deep down that it's only a matter of time before it's forgotten neglected and ultimately withers away what does it say about us as a society when even the most resilient of greenery is left to fend for itself it's truly a metaphor for our lives as we cling to the notion of growth only to be stifled by the inevitable entropy that surrounds us I would call that hyper poignant you know like it's not happy but it's it's way too like erudite to like really scan as sad you know obviously it's because a robot doesn't have feelings like it's 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 using really effective language to not sell this emotional idea i'll just read (laughs) this this is what caught my eye why do we even bother with umbrellas I mean, they're just a fleeting attempt to keep the rain at bay. But in the end, we all get wet anyway. It's like trying to hold back the tides of life, knowing full well that we're destined to be soaked in the downpour of fate. So, as you stand there grasping your u- re- umbrella, remember that we're all just trying to stay dry in the storm that is existence. That feels like one of like Bill Maher's new rules or something. Um, I'm, I'm asking okay. it to be a little bit more <laughs> depressive. Yeah, these. <laughs> i don't think it understands which it's fair that a robot doesn't understand the made-up word "hyperdepresso," you know like i don't think it can parse that word effectively like a human could you know so it's impressive that it got this close um anyway you know we don't fuck with ai that much huh okay so we did a trigger warning at the beginning of the show there's something graphic that i need to talk about to you guys um I listened to a podcast called, this is important. It's a podcast by the uh, the workaholics guys. Um, it's a great podcast, but they're very stupid. They're very uninformed. And uh, at the very least, Anders seems relatively conservative. I, I think the other two can kind of go back and forth on on given issues or whatever, but he seems to pretty consistently like be pushing weird things, Um, but good podcast. But they mentioned something. They mentioned a kind of uh, procedure. I think it was Anders who got a vasectomy, and he said he got a special procedure called a no incision vasectomy, which I want to talk about in detail, but is so graphic. It's just okay. So here's the thing. When I heard it on the podcast and ever since I've been ruined. I'm ruined. I'm fucked up. It's like I don't know. It's like it's like have you ever seen like a torture movie and then the torture scene sticks with you like this or that thing? It's like that. Ever since I heard it it's just stuck. It's an earworm and I need to infect you all. That's why there's a trigger warning and that's why I'm not actually going to talk about what the procedure was, but maybe if you google uh, incision free Vasectomy, you'll find it. But because you can't hear it, we're gonna wait till the very end of the episode because because really you shouldn't listen to this unless like you're like somehow magically unsqueamish. Even if you think you're unsqueamish, I think this it's not, it's just I don't know. I don't know. Or or I'm too sensitive. Maybe you guys are like, that's normal to me. This happens to me all the time. This is good. I think this is good, you know, but whatever. So at the end of the episode, tune in. for the ultimate it's not even this is going to be a huge letdown okay kevin kevin generated more the futility of existence oh how it weighs upon us we strive for happiness for connection only to find ourselves walking a path strewn with thorns and heartache and as we toil desperate for a glimmer of hope the skies above turn a deafening shade of gray drowning our sorrows in a torrential downpour of sorrow oh drowning our dreams um that's awesome. That kicks ass. Um I fucking love AI, dude. This is that's the thing like you can't actually be fucking with this stuff and be like this is stupid. This is fake. Like everyone's like, "Oh, it's so fake." Oh, the NFT bros think AI is real. That means it's a scam like NFTs. It's like no, it's just the same idiots. They're going to be idiots any time they're talking about anything, you know? Like, and maybe they're being idiots and misrepresenting it. I don't know. But, like, you actually fuck with it. It's awesome. Ah, the bitter taste of unrequited love, like a cup of black coffee left to grow cold, forgotten on a lonely windowsill. The yearning in our hearts becomes a symphony of despair, echoing through the caverns of our souls. And all the while, the hands of time march on, leaving us trapped in a twilight of longing and regret now this is a hybrid depresso rant that I think beats me I do not think I could be doing this I think I think the listeners can agree I'm good at reading these but uh you know not I did not come up with these this is chat so I think I think I think it, it sold me I think we could do this segment um we're gonna have to figure that out like off off screen I think but you know that's <laughs> we gotta do that thanks to that was AJ's idea right no TB's idea no it was AJ wait yes no it was Andrew no it was AJ Jesus Christ wait no it wasn't any of these who was it I don't care anymore <sighs> I'm having a crisis again Kevin uh, let me look at my thing do you want to pull up one of these t- tiktok videos I can't even remember what any of these tiktoks are yes I pulled some tiktoks because we do a tiktok segment Why don't you just play the first one? And I'll remember what it is and figure out what I want to say about it. All right, here we go. (laughs) Okay. So this is an Easter bunny. (laughs) So the Easter bunny twists his head around like, uh, like, uh, what the exorcist, right? (laughs) he's like dancing and he twists he's like getting way too in it. he twists his head around and the kids start screaming and the, <laughs> like the adult in the room like hides the bunny's head and like pushes him out of the area so he's not traumatizing the kids good stuff man i love tiktok check this out that happens pod.com you can watch these videos and they're not much better what do we got next kevin why this show is crazy this is a crazy show we ever done so that's that's a tiny tiny hippo being pulled along in a sled on grass and then that music so you know there's that one um why did i pull that one i don't know but we're having a great time you know what what about this what have we happy, happy, happy! oh my god yeah okay so so this is a new kind of video. I don't even know what you'd call it, but people are taking like mean gifs and combining them to make a video. It's just like, this is like what mainlining the internet looks like in the future is I think why I, I picked it. <laughs> I how there's a lot of meme cats. I'm trying to kill kill this kill this kill it kill it. Uh,
1: What? I have no idea what I just watched, Spencer.
0: Okay, so so basically that was like a shitty short film made out of meme gifs and meme sounds with a roof a loose plot and the plot is there's these meme gift cats that are eating something and then apparently they all died at the end it looked like right as we we cut off the video I'm not sure but I don't know the thing the the point here is this folks TikTok is like this new form of the internet where all it is is swirling things and the only requirement is it that, that be things combined like it doesn't matter what those are you know or anything it's like It honestly is very much like ai except this is an older trend that dates back before it and is just kind of humans aping randomness or something but i don't know man it's really crazy but uh yeah i don't know this wasn't a good segment but hey you know it doesn't matter we lost the time how much time do we have left 34 30 minutes 34 minutes how does that work no it's fine um well, what's up? I saw this I, movie, Kevin.
1: Oh, go ahead. I, I asked the AI why you might have had that a little bit of a crisis while you were standing around watching things in Disneyland. And I, I
0: asked the AI recently to interpret dreams, and it was pretty good at that. I really? You off. Yeah. Any yeah.
1: any standouts from that?
0: No, it's just it makes sense. You know, it's like a dictionary, so it like just combines the stuff without having to look it up. Fair uh, What were you gonna say about this
1: though? Um, one theory it had was that you were maybe struck by the fleeting nature of happiness and the constant pursuit of it. That, that was maybe part of it, but not really. Um, um, another is you might have been contemplating the role of fantasy in our lives and to the extent which we rely on it to escape from reality.
0: That was, yeah, that that's kind of part of it. That's still like, these are all in the area. And then well, what's this next one? It's. Um, you might amazing. have been reminded <laughs> the inequalities of society. yeah <laughs> that was part of it you know it is it was a bummer seeing a bunch of people and rascals like stuck because people are just completely oblivious or intentionally like ignoring them like i don't know but but like definitely there is these big blocks where people were just standing where like a rascal was like unable to move in another direction or something you know and it's like jesus christ like gotta be so fucking hard even without people doing that you know uh but that wasn't it um and that was that was all I came up with i mean that's not bad but you know it's not you know i'm sure my therapist wouldn't have done much better anyway you know the thing is what, what you want the therapist to do is be able to connect a bunch of past things and then when i bring this up they'd be like oh this reminds me of that and then that triggers something you know where the, the ai is not going to be able to do that i don't i haven't told it in my my past you know I don't know not that i would necessarily trust ai for psychology anyway or therapy you know uh yeah yeah. because people don't know what this stuff is it's just technology you know anyway uh the the butter smells smelled like dirty diapers we we talked about that one already oh you know so i didn't talk about i had like a possible food poisoning incident recently i was like i was like throwing up i couldn't keep food down i was like up all night this also happened before the last podcast but we didn't get around talking about because i forgot but throwing up you know shitting all night couldn't sleep just gross couldn't keep food down for like three days I was starting to get really worried because I was like I wonder how much like food I'm ingesting like am I am I like operating on a like am I just like eating my fat like am I starving right now or am I getting enough nutrients before I'm throwing up you know it was just really bad um and it just and I finally got over it because you know the trick with is with upset stomach and indigestion is what they call brat Which is bread, rice, or bananas, rice, uh, applesauce, and toast. And they're good for your digestion if you're having digestion problems. So eventually, you know, started getting better. And then I realized that like the day it started, I didn't take my acid reflux medicine. And then I didn't like eat anything. I ate a bunch of like sugar in the beginning of the day. And then I didn't eat anything for like 14 hours. And so then I was like, it's possible that I didn't get food poisoning. So much as I ate so bad, I was sick for three and a half days. (laughs) And there's not really a great way to determine which one it was, you know? Um, I I am leaning more towards I just uh, ruined myself by eating Lucky Charms or whatever. But, um, you know, uh, the jury's still out. But. I guess that's why I didn't talk about it last time. It's because it's not much of a story. I feel like it used to be more of a story, but I can't remember it anymore. You know, I only remember so many stories that I'm going to rant about because once the rants get out, you know, you can't, they can't go back in, you know, like that Disneyland stuff. I couldn't do that again. If I tried, um, I saw this movie, Kevin, on Netflix called Stuts. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Stuts. Stuts. Uh, my friend Jeff recommended it to me, and he said his therapist recommended it to him. And I feel like I've heard other people talking about how their therapist brought it up or something because it's a movie about therapy. It's a documentary. Jonah Hill wrote a doc- made a documentary about his therapist. Jonah Hill likes his therapist. He wanted to make a documentary about his therapist. His therapist seems to... His therapist has like a bunch of strategies and communication techniques and labels for a lot of like his therapy work that are very specific. Like, there's a lot of terminology and shared terminology in the in the world, but he uses like the, the thing about like the reason the movie works is because like this guy Stutz he uses these little drawings on note cards to like illustrate psychological concepts. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe draw like an iceberg with most of it above, like below the water. You know, you might be able to be like, this is repressed trauma. Or, you know, I don't know. You know, the idea being you're using it to explain you know weird kind of heady concepts and so jonah hill wanted to talk to him about it and it seems like stutz wants to like get his techniques out there like he he wishes they were more widely known So, like, it seems like Jonah Hill, uh, Jonah is trying to like make the movie about him and stuff. And it's a movie about therapy that's talking about how like therapy is good and trying to like show people that haven't got therapy that maybe it's good and showing you a couple techniques to not just like be kind of like rah rah, therapy is good in a nondescript way, you know, actually trying to show what it means. Um, and it was just interesting. I really liked it. Except the thing is, like, Jonah Hill was in it and he's like, part of the movie and he's like the director and the creative and whenever he's like talking about himself and making it about himself it sucks and it's like just talk about this fucking guy this is a super super interesting guy let's just hear more about this guy and anytime you know you go to Jonas stuff uh, it's just like I think it's just really uninteresting and it makes him come off bad like selfish and stupid and stuff like and and I think it was kind of intentional like part of the arc of the movie is he starts by saying I don't want to talk about my brother and it's like really weird And it's like just cut that out of the movie but it's like it's part of the plot so and then later he's like I guess I might talk about my brother and then they like really talk about his brother And, you know, and so it's kind of like, I think it's like, this is the structure of the film is it's kind of like, oh, someone being resistant to therapy and opening up and getting growth. I think this was part of his plot, you know, is that he wanted to do it. But but the end result is you're you're switching between just Jonah Hill being in therapy, which do not, I, I don't care, you know, to One of the most interesting guys I've heard of in a while talking about a really fascinating subject in a really specific way and also talking about how one of his big regrets is he's not able to share it more widely in a movie that has wide reach that he's not being allowed to share more of his theories in. Like anytime you're t- looking at Jonah Hill, it's like, let him talk more. He said, he's going to die before he's going to tell all the secrets. Let him show the secrets. And so it was kind of weird, but overall it was really awesome. Um, I recommend, uh, watching it. Three things I want to talk about really quick where, um, he kind of talks about three concepts. One is part X, one is the shadow. And then one is, uh, shit. What was the other one? I don't know whatever but uh but but it's just having labels and language for this stuff is so important because you know it's like when you get a disease and and you get diagnosed it like makes you feel better because it's like oh now i know what it is once you can name something you can start to you know take power back from it um but so he, when he talks about part X, it, like that's a weird label he used to refer to like negative self-talk, which sometimes people talk about like as your lizard brain or whatever, like the force that says that you should you, you're a failure and you should be scared and you know everything's gonna go away and stuff. He, he labels it part X, and it's like and it just framing it in terms of that, and then he has strategies on how to deal with it that like are that are understand or that are like based on understanding like how it operates, and so as someone who has a lot of negative self-talk and anxiety and stuff like hearing him talk about it in those terms was helpful for me and then he also talked about the shadow which the shadow is not like part x because the shadow is like the part of you that you tried to hide for, hide yourself from others it's kind of like if if your shadow is what you hate about yourself like part x is like telling you what you hate about yourself and that construct becomes your shadow and then a lot of your fucked up nature as a person is hating the parts of yourself that you consider your shadow and trying to hide that from others like if i'm small and weak and unlovable you know then it's anytime someone does anything that upsets me it usually like pings one of those things it reminds me that i'm unlovable for instance you know so just i can't remember the other thing i wanted to the other three of those elements but just like it was just specific things that were like really good ways to talk about these these issues that i've understand but not had like amazing strategies for dealing with and and i don't know and so it's cool i mean uh, he, that guy should write a book and it should like be go out like world selling or something assuming he's right you know maybe he's a crack uh, like a quack or something i don't know but but it seems like his stuff was really was really cool and i don't know whatever check it out let me know what you guys think you should check it out kevin It's fun fun movie. i will <laughs> it's fun it was it was really cool i i I was super interested and you know i'm fascinated by again because i'm my own therapist i'm super fascinated because i need all the help i can get because you know i just have to do it all myself um what else what else oh i was thinking that ai um i was thinking that the the one thing about ai that's potentially good is that Tech bros are stupid. Everyone's fucking stupid. All the evil people in the world are stupid. Um, and there's a lot of things that are impossible. like Gun control in America is impossible, right? It would be easy to say that like basic income is impossible. I know a lot of people talk about basic income. Everyone talks about it like it's inevitable. I don't think it's inevitable. I think people would rather like shoot us dead in the streets than offer us basic income. Um, but to my point, I think if you imagine a scape shift, imagine a world in which AI becomes the norm, and I think it will become the norm because I think it's ease of use. And the I, I talk, I've, I've talked to a lot of normal people and normal people are using it in their normal lives in normal ways. And like... If you can convince normal people to use a new technology then that's it you know then it's there you know like i heard the the, to me the biggest like canary in the coal mine was someone learned that they could pawn their dad's stupid tech questions onto chat gpt so they got him to install it in his phone and now he asks chat gpt all his dumb tech questions and it tells him the answers and now he doesn't have to bother anybody so it's like simultaneously he is now more empowered than ever to use technology without help. And other people are saved the hassle of being bothered by that. You know, so but if you can convince an old fucking guy who does who categorically does not know how to use technology to use the most advanced technology, you know, everybody's gonna be using this fucking thing. And in a world where everybody thinks it's a normal thing and tech pros seem to think it's god and people you know all the idiots in the in the the, the, the line worshipers you know the profit growth maximizers they're going to be like asking chat gpt what to do all the time and it's going to be going like what about this and what about that and then so like the stupidest worst people on the on the idea are like are going to at some point be like hey what about this basic income and it'll be like hey did you guys know you'll make 80% more money if you basic income or whatever you know because the fundamental argument of democrats like the the left is that we're right you know if we're not accurate about all our policies being the the best ones what are what are we doing so you know the science is going to come down with yeah global warming is real yeah universal basic income is good whatever and then hearing it come from the mouth of robot god these fucking tech bro nft dipshits are going to finally understand concepts like empathy that could never have been explained to them by human beings but when it's coming out of them by robots i think they might be conditioned to accept things that they never would be conditioned in today's world and i think things like that actually could make things that to me are impossible, like universal basic income. It could make them more possible than they otherwise would be. Because again, the problem is the poor don't have to ask for it themselves. It comes from someone else. And that's the, you know, that's the thing. So it's not a fight, you know, it's a, it's, it's not, it's not class warfare the same way. But, you know, probably over optimistic. The other thing I've been saying about AI is I think a lot of people are like, We got to get ready for this fight, man. We're going to have to fight all these companies. They're going to try and take our jobs. It's like, no, that's happening now. They are doing that. If you don't start fighting now, if you don't go out and like start attacking, like it's all just going to be gone. (laughs) Like you're going, like it's going to be taken out from under you before you know it. I think, I think people, I think people are going to hope for big legal challenges to get brought, which probably will. But I I think like while everyone's waiting for that to happen, I think everyone's going to quietly be like, yeah we can lose so many jobs if we just start using this shit so I think that's another that's like so that's 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 two you know visions of the future one really bad and one really good I both think I think both are possible it just depends on you know how people fight for our rights and our our interests I guess you know to party to party you know Magneto Kevin what about this Magento, a character who has magentic powers over all things, he can control magentic objects, which is to say objects that are magenta colored. What about that Magento? I'm going to powerful of all mutants are going to ask the AI to
1: generate something about that.
0: <laughs> Again, this is great. If, if I say something stupid to Kevin and he doesn't have a witty rejoinder, he could just punch it into the AI and we got, we got a show on our hands, you know, it's awesome uh wow, wow wow what else oh the unlimited steam you know that that simpsons ai stream on twitch they got banned um what, what what they do is like they say like oh i gotta cook the roast and the steamed hams and like it just says i gotta cook the thing and it says different things and apparently it did that by reading off of a list and it was a list of wikipedia items that include a lot of things that weren't food And people like called that was like a big joke that like sometimes it would say like wood or something and it's like haha they're cooking wood but somehow uh uh entry ended up on the list of food that's not good and ended up in unintended behavior uh the the food the what was on the so the the so skinner attempted basically basically skinner attempted to cook ashkenazi jews um that was on the list of foods and so he's like I burned the yeah and so twitch banned them. <laughs> I don't think it was intentional but you know I get it so you know we're the AI news podcast and I had to bring that up you know so it's the dark side it's obviously the guy's fault you know whatever whatever I'm not I don't have to defend it it's not good it's a bad thing um I don't know, man. Tucker Carlson got fired. Jesus Christ! The Dominion lawsuit happened. Remember that? Jesus Christ! Oh, I don't think I have anything more to talk about.
1: One well, it's second, it's, it's it's almost done with a new superhero. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the the thing with Tucker Carlson really surprised me and it kind of like I feel like we're right on the cusp of a lot of dirty like texts and not dirty but like you know bad for people texts and emails leaking that are gonna just like they're both gonna go scorched earth on on everybody
0: you think yeah no I could see that happening it's it definitely seems like the things conservatives are really good at uniting but it definitely seems like they're kind of fragmenting right now which is good I guess but they're good at recovering and stuff. I don't know. It's just like they're—they're they're just too crazy. They don't even know what they care about anymore. They're, all they care about is being crazy, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So my little brother is—my uh, little brother getting married. Oh shit, Maginato? It, That's not right. That yeah. Okay. Well, well, it still does it. Uh, Dr. Rosalind Sinclair was a color psychologist. She was exposed to a highly concentrated experimental magenta substance. Uh, she became
1: maginato. Did you type that wrong? No, and I also and I also used he as the pronoun, and it changed it to to a woman. So well, that's
0: fine, but 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 it's magento that's the whole that's the whole joke i mean i can't i can't understand the concept of a joke of course control the flow and the color of min- intense oh so she's like a green lantern but magenta is kind of the idea i mean that's fine that's not bad what's her backstory um she wanted to weaponize colors and their emotional effects that's cool she became a genado, but her path wasn't always righteous she would ask if I have to act like a villain sometimes and now she walks the line between hero and villain. Wow, super interesting. Um, would be very cool if her name was Magento and not Imaginato. you know, but as an I that's some bullshit.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder, sometimes it, if it thinks you made a typo, it just corrupts it itself and runs with what it thinks you meant. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay. So, okay. So yeah, my brother, he's getting married. I, the thing is, but I got a story to talk about, but it's not, it's just, it's something like I haven't talked about because it's like, I'm the bad guy. I'm like the bad guy in the story. I feel like it's sympathetic towards me, but I feel like I'm also undeniably in the wrong. So it's like, I think people who like me can identify with my feelings, but even if I identify with my feelings, I think I'm still wrong. So it's like why do I tell this story that it's like the reason I would tell it is because I'm sad about it. It's like a victim story, but it's like the victim story is I'm a fucking asshole who can't get over himself. You know? So I haven't really talked about this. But so my my uh <laughs> my little brother's getting married um and he wants me to be there and i don't want to go to the wedding because my older brother is going to be there and i don't talk to my older brother um i don't talk to my older brother i haven't talked to him in a long time there is a brief point in time i can't remember why where we started texting each other again and then he asked me to be at his wedding and then i don't want to talk to him anymore um so my brother is an and i don't talk to him i don't talk to anyone in my family it sucks i don't I don't talk to my mom because she was like doing this like weird Nazi shit, like after some some like riots, um, you know, in the wake of like George Floyd and stuff. She was being all Nazi shit. And I was like, hey man, I was like, I'm not gonna talk to you until you apologize for for saying this offensive and disgusting stuff to me. It's not okay. Um, I'm not going to be a party to this. And if you want me in your life, you will apologize. And I did that because I did the same thing with my dad years before, and I probably talked about these. but before trump got elected my dad was like super pro trump he was like living in columbia or whatever at the time i don't know but uh you know he was texting me about how trump was. i'm like you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about you don't watch the news you don't even live in this country you know like you're a fucking idiot and you know and the basic thing i was like you know i don't like if you're going to believe that uh, i don't it's offensive to me it's going to lead to people dying and being hurt this was before covid you know and you know if you if you want a relationship you should apologize for holding these odious beliefs so again this is not me being a good guy i am i am I'm saying, like, I'm not going to be in your life unless you do what I say. But at the same time, I'm also setting a boundary because my parents have been not good forces in my life. They've been largely derogatory and uh, toxic. And I don't benefit from a relationship for them. So it was just like the thousandth time where it's like, what am I even doing this for? You guys call me, you get me mad, you never show up. If you do, you get me mad there. Like, it's just, it all sucks. So it's just like, I just put my foot down, you know? So it was, it's a half boundaries and have me being an asshole. But you know, but that's my parents. But you know, I didn't I didn't like stop talking to my parents until I stopped talking to my brother. So um when I was like in early high school, there was like a a girl who took the bus that I like always liked and it took like years But we eventually, like, became in the same friend group and stuff. And I got to, like, become her friend. And just, like, the more I got to know her, like, the cooler she was. And she was just, like, a legitimately cool person. And it's weird. Uh, Obviously, you know, crushes affect your emotions and stuff. But, like, it's weird to see someone and then to learn more and more about them and to be them for the be like a really chill person who, like, vibes with your friend group and stuff, you know? So, like, we had the same friend groups and stuff for a while and you know so she was like one of the biggest crushes all through high school i ever had and my best friend wyatt who is like kind of like like literally my best friend we were like codependent we always hung out together and stuff but he was not a good friend to me he was, he was shitty he didn't treat me well um but you know whatever he had like weed and video games and stuff um so you know but he like in when i was in college he started dating uh the girl and um and it, it, it was secret, like it was behind my back. And I found out about it through a third party. And like, he was my best friend. And he knew, like, you know, how I felt and stuff. And so, and again, we had shared it, we had shared a, a friend group, you know, so, um, so. <laughs> now i'm just doing therapy to the audience but whatever i have wanted to tell this story for a while but um so 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 we were in the same friend group and so then it's just like it just sucks i'm not gonna i don't be hanging out with my friends and see my best friend dating you know the girl i've liked for years you know this just fucking sucks and like the friend group was so tight and all-encompassing that it was basically like all my friends so i dropped out of college i stopped going to college classes i didn't tell my parents I would leave to go to college and hide, or walk to college and just walk around on campus, or whatever. But I would, I would, I would appear to go to college for a long time until until the semester ended, and I just got all F's. And then I told my parents, you know, it was community college, so it wasn't like that much money. But you know, so 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 I, I, I dropped out of college. I stopped hanging out with any of my friends. I completely stopped having friends. I had zero friends basically, um, and that lasted for over a year. Eventually, my best friend Wyatt—he moved away for some reason. So, after that, slowly, I think after that happened, after over the course of another year, I kind of slowly reintegrated uh, to this friend group and stuff, and started being friends and stuff. And it's like, you know, whatever—it doesn't matter if she doesn't like you. It's all whatever, you know. And fuck Wyatt—he's gone. I don't have to see him anymore. You know, whatever. He never treated me right anyway. You know. Um, But my brother was always an asshole. And I just always hated him. He had weird shit with my dad. He just always was seeking attention and validation. I think he's doing like stand up comedy or something because, you know, comedy people, they have this itch that they need, you know? And so he always had it because my dad is fucked up. I don't know. And, uh, but the result was he always sounded like a used car salesman you know, anything he would talk about, he was always selling. It was always a pitch. It was exhausting. Like you couldn't just say like, Hey, I went to the sandwich shop and it was great. Like It was like, Hey, you need to go to the sandwich shop today. You need to order this sandwich this way. And I'm telling you. And then he would explain to me that he went to a good sandwich shop. It's like, just say you went to a good sandwich shop. You don't have to convince me that I need to get into this sandwich today. Like that's not, it's fucking exhausting. And he was just always like that again because he's broken because our parents, our parents are fucking narcissists. They're all fucked up. It's all fucked up. My hand, whole family's fucked up. Um, but so I just didn't like talking to him. And um I don't know how, but I ended up finding out that Chris was dating that girl that uh was the girl that 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 caused me to stop hanging out with my friends and stuff. So, like, there was like one of the most formative traumatic crises in my life. Up till that point, ex- until the second point, which is I finally dated like my first girlfriend when I was like 25 or 27, but we dated for like a month or something, and then she had she wanted to move to Florida because she used to live in Florida. She was in an ashram where she like ate Indian food and did weird like yoga cult shit and like lived with a with a uh, aviary of birds and she was like a bird person, so she she moved away. And obviously I understood like how important it was to her. So I wasn't going to be like, but what about me, bro? Now that would have mattered. I don't know, you know, but you know, so I was very supportive of that and we broke up and then she eventually moved, she was going to move back here, but then she heard about a bird sanctuary in Northern California. And she eventually moved there where she started living with an old man who legally married her and was abusive towards her. Physically, I don't know the extent of that, but it's just like, I, so, so just like. Just like seeing someone you know, like maybe coming back. It turned out the, 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 the ashram she went to was a trick. Like they were trying to recruit her for the cult. Like, so they lied to her. So she couldn't even live there. That's why she had to come back to California. So it was like, I, I lost her and she was coming back. And then she got diverted to this weird bird guy who seemed crazy and insane and dangerous. And then, as far as I understand, went on to be verbally or whatever abusive to her. So like, I don't know. I just like, I have weird shit with like women in my life. I don't know. I'm toxic. I'm not saying this is good, but. But so then I found out like my brother is dating the girl that I always liked. And so it was like, and so like the, this is like the third incident of like three of these big explosive, like feelings-based incidents in my life, you know? And so I was like, you know, whatever. I just, I just fuck Chris. I always hated him. You know, I never liked talking to him. It was always annoying to talk to him. And now he's doing the same thing that my best friend did. It's just like, I can't fucking, I just can't, I can't, I cannot. And so that was like, he was like the first person I like stopped talking to in my family, you know? And, uh, and so yeah. And so then I guess he he got married to uh, her and they <laughs> and he wanted to be at, at my wedding. And I was talking to him and we weren't talking about that because I was like, maybe it's okay if I talk to my brother, we can have a relationship. We just don't talk about that. And he's like, I want you to be at my wedding because yeah, the most important thing is that you rub your fucking face in me. Whatever, whatever. Again, I'm toxic. The thing is, that's the reason I don't want to tell the story is because it's a story about me not being over a girl and wanting my whole family To bend to my wishes to spare my feelings, but at the same time, I think there's more of a compromise. I think it's like everybody expects me to completely capitulate, or it's just I don't have a family anymore. It's like it's always like every every step of the way, it's been like that. No one ever wants to like listen to any of my complaints, so I either have to leave or I just have to put up with this forever, you know. And so I I'm kind of I'm in the place having left, you know. The past years it's I it sucks. I feel really alone and I don't have a family. And I never had a family. Like my family sucked when I did have them, you know. So it's not but just like, you know, and then on paper and Hallmark and stuff, you're supposed to reunite and reconvene with your family and stuff. It would be right to go to my brother's weddings and stuff and I should suck it up and congratulate my brother and Cindy and stuff. I don't know. Like it's it's that's the right thing to do, but I just can't. Like I don't I just I don't know. I I think I'm sick of And here's the thing, I'm a pathetic little worm. I'm not the bigger man. But there's been a lot of situations where I've tried to be the bigger man. And there's been a lot of situations where I'm like, hey, maybe this time I can not be the bigger man. Maybe I'll just be the bitch this time. And anytime I've done that, it's never worked out. It's never been like, yes, you can express your needs and feelings and they will be accepted and, you know, acted upon. Like that never happens every time I like I try it, you know? So it just feels like this is just the last straw. It's like, I just I don't want to capitulate i don't want my shitty family back i just want everyone to fuck off but that's not enough for them either they need me they need to claim me like a trophy they need me in their life like because i'm awesome (laughs) like i am awesome you know and so like everyone needs me to approve of all this stuff but i don't i don't think it's good i think it sucks like i don't know i'm like let's imagine their love is true then it's not right for me to deprive them of that but at the same time i don't think i would date Someone like that, that was my brother's, you know, situation. I don't think I would ever do that to them. And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I'm constantly being treated a way that I just never treat other people always. And then I'm also like, people like act that I don't treat them nice enough when I'm like nicer than everybody else. You know, this is all just me bitching and being a piece of shit. I don't know, man. I just, it just sucks. It just fucking sucks. I wish I could go to my brother's wedding, but I just. I just don't. I don't want to. You know what's going to happen? Like, I'm going to get in an argument. I'm going to. I just don't want to. I don't want to fucking do it. You know? Like, I don't know. And uh, but the thing, what do you think, Kevin? Like, because you know, like, what do you think about me being in the right? Like, I am wrong, right? I am wrong. And there's not like a way. Like, I shouldn't get what I want. Like, I do, and it's not like I want them to break up. That that would be insane. Like, I just don't want to be involved. I don't want it to be around me. I don't want to
1: see it. You know? Like, yeah, I I don't think. I don't know for you're not in the wrong spencer i don't think you are in in the slightest you know you you feel the way you feel based off of what other people did to you right and and that's not that's okay
0: sorry i'll let you continue but just but in this the way i feel is possession over a woman like that's the thing like a lot of my feelings are valid but also they surround this core, which is this possessiveness that is entitled
1: and gross and vile, you know, and toxic. I'm sorry, but continue. But yeah, but No, yeah, I, but I, I don't think you're you're being possessive over someone. I, I think you are expecting better from somebody that is related to you. You know? Like there's yeah, sort of a, a yeah. code of like, hey, I know how much this would hurt him. So even if this is what I want, I'm not going to do that and if that person chooses not to do that and you know go ahead anyway that's on them but that actually is that actually is another and you
0: can hold your spot because you'll you'll jump back in but Mm -hmm. that's another thing that's been so frustrated about this is because literally my brother used to be all big about the bro code the barney stinson how i met your mother bro code and i'm sure this runs afoul of the bro code i never talked about the bro code it was very important to him you know so whatever continue
1: yeah. No, I just, all I was going to say is just because someone is related to you or you know them does not mean they're entitled to your forgiveness just because they're having yeah. a wedding, you know? Yeah. You, you your feelings of not being over that are valid. And nothing says just because they decided to get married, you have to put that aside for them. Yeah, maybe you know uh, yeah and, i mean
0: i that's that's true i guess uh, yeah i was thinking of more of like uh, what do you call it? a zero-sum game but it's not just a zero-sum game it's also like an objective situation or
1: something outside right of that. and the the only outcomes to you going there are either you're going to go there and feel bad or you're gonna right. go there and say something that's going to ruin their time
0: right it doesn't seem good that's that's what I told my brother I was like I want to go but I just every time I think about it I don't see a way this doesn't go bad for someone it just feels even showing up feels dramatic you know like and I don't want to be dramatic it's not about me I don't want it to be about me you know
1: whatever exactly so I I don't (sighs) think you're in the wrong I think you need to do what feels right for you and if going there feels wrong don't don't put yourself through that yeah well, that's
0: our show, everybody. Um, all right, we like to end the show the same way we do every time. Uh, so, until next time, extreme trigger warning, extreme trigger warning. Please just shut this off, mute the sound until you see like the video change or something. I think maybe when the con, the the the, the credits come on you know it'll probably be safe by them but but don't listen if you're listening to the podcast just shut it off don't and i'm going to i'm going to leave a longer than normal pause in addition to all the speaking i'm doing because please turn it off i don't want anyone to be like oh i tried to turn it off and you didn't leave me enough time and now it's your fault because we put a trigger warning at the beginning and then pretty early on in the show i did a whole spiel about how no one need like this is bad it's not good okay 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 give me 3 2 one so we talked about an incision free vasectomy okay i feel like i should have tested this because i need to yell and that means i need to turn my mic down can i do a practice yell kevin yes
1: go for it okay i'm watching the meter
0: how about this does this sound like anything is this blowing the mics is it okay
1: yes totally okay okay okay
0: An incision-free vasectomy is just when the doctor physically rips your scrotum open with his gloved hands. There is an amount of pressure that you can apply that simply rends the tissue. And so an incision-free vasectomy involves a man ripping apart your scrotum. And that's not better than incision. That's worse. Goodbye.